previously on In The Moment. One fight that you did win was when you punched the only black guy in a fraternity. You always tell it that way. As my white friend. Because that's, that's the way I remember. He was about to hit you. That's not the I point. That's I didn't not have a choice. Point. You probably know I didn't start it, but you probably also know I did more than I had to for it to start, right? <laughs> First thing I say to him is not thank you or I appreciate you having my back. Why'd you hit the black guy? Why'd huh? you hit the black guy? I'm sorry for hitting the black guy. I should have let him hit you. If I would have known that it would have went on stage, been on In the Moment, been on the Burt Show, I would have not done that. I Yo, you should have let him clean my clock. I'm in the moment. Stay in the moment. All right, the last I have on our list of, of moments, which I'm sure we'll have to do a part two eventually because we're not covering. There's no way we can cover it all. But why'd you do a project about porn in college in a class I was in where I had to explain that shit, man? Like, who does that, man? <laughs> so fun. This man. And I it, got the highest grade in the class. Too. No, you killed it. Because I crushed it. Because it was a CS 101 class. Right. And the project specifically said it doesn't matter your content. It matters if you know how to work these programs. And it was, what do you want to be when you grow up? So I wanted to be a porn star. That's, I was like, I'm going to do this in front of the whole school. Now, mind you, he's dead serious. Yeah. There was, this was the type of shit Coach would do in college. And CS 101, there's like two, 300 people in that class. There's, there's a, a lecture. There's a lot of people in that class. And I was just like, what if I do this porn star? And you, you were like, Coach, you're not going to do that. And I didn't even tell you. I told you I was going to do it in class. And I... Did not tell you why I was doing it. That's what I was doing because you said I wasn't going to do it. And you know me. I'm going to be like, okay, yeah. I'm doing this shit now. Yeah. We're doing this. And it was <laughs> so bad. I literally remember I had Jenna Jameson with, with yes. kids. Yes, kids. I photoshopped that. I don't even know how I did it because it wasn't real Photoshop like that. I don't either. And I, had, and I was like, I can affect the community. <laughs> you, it was like, that's the thing is you didn't go up there and be a complete idiot. Like, I just want to... <laughs> Make fun of the oh, situation. You made it a real thing, and you you brought valid points and why you thought porn was good for the community, and even as far as you being good for kids. And you you had a bridge, and somehow connected to shit. I had Michael Jordan on one of the slides, and it was like you got to do what you love. Michael Jordan basketball. Next slide was me next to porn stars. Like, hey, I was like this is what I want to do. No different. No different. What's the difference? What's the difference? I, I was so bad before. In fact, Jenna Jameson is way better with the kids than Michael ever was. Way better. That's a fact. That's not even a joke. You know what I'm saying? She'll sign an autograph. She'll probably flash somebody. Yeah. Mike not even trying to give away free sneakers. You've seen when he hit every shot. It was like if Michael misses one shot, every kid gets a pair of Jordans. This no. man hit 30. Man with 30 for 30. Like it was a fucking documentary. This he hit every man, shot. Mike wouldn't give you shit. Nothing. So. No. I remember the awkward silence throughout the entire classroom of people trying to figure out, is he serious? And then some people were, like, giggling. Some people were laughing. And then the rest of the class was looking at me as if I had the answer to what the fuck you was doing. I didn't have the now answer. Now I think about it, all those times I did that, those projects, it was more funny to see them looking at you. They all looked at me for answers. I would look through the crowd and see them looking at you and laugh because I'm like, damn, poor Mo. Yo. they like, when yo, you have to explain this to us. to walk us through this. I have nothing. The Steven Jackson project. Yeah. That was you. Real. That was back when the malice of the palace happened where a lot of the players uh, ended up getting into fights with the, with the fans. And they and, were and right. <laughs> everybody blamed the players except Coast. Coast felt like, no, 
The fan threw the bear at a player. The player had every right to defend himself, yeah. and then once the fans started to attack them, what were they supposed to do? Especially and people Steven thought Jackson. you were nuts at that time. Steven Jackson helped his friend. That's all he did. That's all he did. That's all he did was help his friend. And what are you taught as a little kid? Most people are taught if your friend is in a bad situation, you do everything you can to help them. That's true. And that's all Steven Jackson did. That's how he grew did. up. I don't he, know if that's like that today. I have no clue. Yeah. Who knows? I think now they're like, no, you just find new friends. You, you stay out of trouble. You tell. You, <laughs> you yes. tell. You, you find a teacher. You find the safety patrol It's a little right different away. today. It's a little different today. If Ron Artest never said it to Steven Jackson and I never said it to you for hitting the black guy, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I appreciate it. You know Ron Artest never said thank you for that. Never. Who's next? All right, honorable mentions, man. A few things we might have missed real quick. We had a football team. We were all city. All and a city. basketball team. And we were talking a lot of shit. A lot. I got to show you the doc later, too. We have all the antics. Yo, man. We were throwing parties in school buildings. Listen, we took intramural sports very seriously. Once I realized, okay, my real basketball career is over. It's done. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. And that's a whole nother story as to why I didn't try to play for the team anymore at this point. And it was like, all right, we're going to start to do intramural sports. We had plays. Everybody else just showed up to the games. I don't even think everybody else even stretched. We had a telephone. We had a phone. We had meetings. Walking we had practices. <laughs> when I, when I, I was season awards. We, I was the first person to ever wear the quarterback wristband with the plays on it in flag football in flag football no one that was me you soldier boy that one yes i did i started that one and now here's the thing i was i was one of the best intramural quarterbacks to ever go to odu to ever live to ever live i am one of the greatest of all time inspiring children everywhere i am mo brady when it comes to Flag football. That's a fact, right? Mo Montana. And here's why I don't get the respect I deserve. I took teams that were trash. Yes, all city. To the finals. I was the only real pocket quarterback. Every other team had quarterbacks that had to run. They was all Lamar Jackson. I was Mo Brady. I was ha, 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 zoom. (laughs) Accuracy was crazy. On point. On point. Now, I took us. As far as I could take us. I was like kind of Tony Romo in a way because I never made it to the big game. And the one time, the one season where we were all set to make it to the big game. We were healthy. We had a full roster. We had new additions to the team that were going to help us get over that hump. Took us all the way to the playoffs. I took us, damn, I think I took us to the finals. I got hurt. Oh, then Cole stepped in. <laughs> Someone had to play quarterback because I got hurt. It was so mad. Fam. What's the quarterbacks from the Phillies? From the Nick Eagles? Foles. Huh? Nick Foles. Yeah, you're Nick Foles. I'm Nick Foles. I took over. Here comes Nick Coast P. Foles. Had him play quarterback in three seasons. Man ain't played quarterback since well, I'd known him. Was catching the touchdowns with you. Oh, we now we now we was killing me. I had I had Cole P and I had Rich. Rich was nice. Rich, true story. <laughs> Rich got a two day. True story. I don't think anyone put up as much numbers as we did. No, 
Wait, you no. said <laughs> Rich got two day tomorrow. Rich, Rich is still playing football. He's still playing. Come on, fam. This man asked me to play one day. Come on. He hit me up. I, this was like five years ago. I was like, Rich, I'm, I'm, about, to, I'm about to be 31. Like, <laughs> not putting pads on. Come on. This is full pads. It's not flat. Rich is the only person I've ever known who waited until his late 20s to start playing <laughs> full contact football. Full contact football. I don't even know if Rich played in high school, to be honest. I'm not saying he didn't or did, but. The man is, he loves the game. He's God 43, He's got and his Facebook profile is him in his full football uniform. Helmet and all. That man's going to make it to the league. You hear me? He deserves it. He de- he deserves if anybody it. deserves a shot this man, at, it. at the Jets practice team. You remember they had the punt, pass, and kick when they had little kids go and throw the ball at the Pro Bowl? They need to give him that. They need Something. to do this for these men. You mean to tell me that he can't play on the Jaguars practice team right now? He's risking it all. They gave J. Cole a professional basketball opportunity. They can't give Rich a ball thrown at him. At least a documentary. If they can't give Rich a 30 for 30, at least give him a 22 for 22. An in-the-moment special documentary is coming soon. What if I told you that Jay-Z and Lil Wayne were not the greatest Carters of all time? There was once a Rich Carter. Had the dream. Never gave up. (laughs) Full pads. Yo, 35. This man is still playing football. That messed me up. All right. You got to love the game. You got to give him now, credit. Like, no, shout out to Rich. Shout out to Rich. And one of the greatest moments of my life, I don't know if you remember this. Why we talk- Come on, talk about <laughs> it. I was Mo I Flutie. Know. Remember? Now, do you remember what we did to get that Hail Mary? Listen. Do you remember? This yes, is I'm a t- yes, I remember. Genius. Tell him you're genius. I'm Can I tell him? Tell him. Can I tell him about how amazing I was? Hey. Talking about the genius. Listen, because I don't like to talk about myself, right? But since we're here, (laughs) yo, we were, listen, we were playing against this team that we absolutely hated. That's an important part of the moment. We couldn't stand each other. On the field, off the field. We could not stand each other. And every time we played each other, no lie, even though it was in the murals, it would always be packed. Like, you would have thought it was a professional game. They fans, our fans, family would come. People that didn't like us. People that hated us. Everybody's drunk in the, in the crowd, talking crazy. You talking to the players. You talking shit to the fans. It was a moment. It was intense. And this one game, we going back and forth the whole game. We hitting each other. Like, you would be sore after this game. We blocking. It's crazy. And we had the ball. It was the final drive. We were down by a touchdown. We started all the way on the other side of the field. Yeah. And I threw a slant to Rich. I never forget. It was the most beautiful slant I've ever thrown. It was perfect. Like we had, we practiced this play over and over and over. And I was like, "Yo, this is the moment. Rich the middle nice is over." Too. He his route game was crazy, and he could run any route on a tree. And I said, "The slant time, bow, drilled him, and he got like forty out of it and got out of bounds." So that got us to like the forty. I remember that. And then I said, "We got to get a little closer," because I was accurate. But I ain't had no Mike Vick arm, bro. I didn't I didn't have I couldn't throw it for 80. Yeah. So I said, we gotta get a little closer. And they was like, all right, well, let's just run another play. And I said, we don't have enough time. So they was like, well, you gotta hell marry it. And I was like, no, I don't. I got an idea. And and the team looked at me like I was crazy. I remember. Because we should have looked at you. No. I was like, yo, trust me, this shit is gonna work. Yeah, I didn't think it was gonna work. I said, did not think it was gonna work. I said, we're gonna hike the ball. The time is gonna run out. And let the D-line guy through. Like, remember the Titans? Yes. Let him go. <laughs> and then I was like, they was like, what you going to do? You going to juke him and run? Nah. No. I'm going to let him tackle me. <laughs> and I'm going to throw it. And I'm going to flop. And they're going to call interference on the defense. Because I had seen it work earlier in that game. 
They're going to say they hit the quarterback. You hit the quarterback because you couldn't hit the quarterback. Couldn't touch the quarterback. So he, there he goes. He comes through. I remember like it was yesterday. And I'm sitting there acting like I don't see him. As soon as that man got close to me and put his hands up, I just threw the ball in the air all crazy. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I think he made the sound, too. I, I, I did. I, I could confirm that Fam, sound. I had to sell it. And then I remember the whistle blew. Interference on the defense, roughing the passer. We, we cheered that shit like we won the it's game. Like, <laughs> we all knew the bullshit we just witnessed. And we were like, shit, we got a chance now. Yeah. So that gave us like that gave us like 20 yards, and we had another play. And then, boom, that's when we're backed up. Rich did a double. We ran streaks. I kept a couple people close. They thought they were that you were going to throw it to me because we've done it before. Exactly. And Rich was on the other side. And Rich I just let that thing monster. go. Bomb. Bong, touchdown. That shit was perfect. It was back a, in the yep, end zone. Back of the end zone. He caught it on like two defenders. It was a perfect throw, perfect catch, perfect, perfect play. Yo, it went stupid in there. <laughs> they were Everybody crazy. went crazy. Everybody went crazy. i never forget that moment. That was a hell of a moment, and we ended up winning the game. One of the best sports moments I'll have we in never, my life. We never admitted that until right now. This is the first time we've ever admitted <laughs> that we cheated. They used to be like, come on, did he cheat? I'm like, nah, man, he got hit. Like, <laughs> you think I wouldn't tell you? I, was, I, I would like, tell you. I was like, who would flop? Who would flop? Nobody does that. Fam, I can't believe that shit worked. If they listening, fuck y'all. Hey, I'm not going to apologize. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Hey. Fuck yeah, we got the game. You've been had. Yeah. It's too late. We <laughs> yeah. got it. Can't take it back. <laughs> Shout out to Rich. Shout out to All City. Shout Those are some good times. All City is a squad. Yes, sir. Real parties. Real parties. We used to throw in school buildings. Who's next? Is there anything you want to add to the podcast about Coach Philly? Coach <laughs> Yo, Coach, Coach couldn't stand our coach. <laughs> he, he never listened to him. Hey, Phil, hey, Coach, go ahead and get on the block. Hey, shut up, Phil. (laughs) Hold on. I got no issue. Hey, you don't know shit, Phil. (laughs) No shit, no issues with Phil the person. But Phil the coach, (laughs) I'm not listening to. Coach Phil, we had a coach that never played a sport in his life. And he would tell me, like, Coach, why are you bringing the ball up the court? I'm playing point guard, Phil. (laughs) What am I supposed to do? Phil's telling me when I'm playing receiver, yeah. Why you why you why don't you run the uh your post two steps? I'm like, that's a slant, Phil. What you thought it was Sierra? <laughs> that's a slant, Phil. Yeah. Like what, what are you talking about? Right. He would tell me, why are you bringing the ball to the court? I play point guard, Phil. Why are you that's, not checking him? I'm yeah. like, that's not my man, Phil. So <laughs> we had a coach who never watched the game. That's true. Who would just yell shit in that's the middle fair. of the game. And I was his target because I was the only white dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He did he was harder on you than he was <laughs> on the rest of the team. Is it because you were white? You think that's what it was? I don't. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, that's the only difference. Maybe it, he hated that you were white and more athletic than him. Everyone more athletic <laughs> than him. <laughs> no, but every white person he's met in his life is probably more athletic. <laughs> no, he's the one. But he's never got to coach Christian McCaffrey. Like he was in the same room with you. Maybe that's why he took it out on you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was mad about that or something. I don't know. Phil's the same dude from the mouse story. It's the same guy. Shout out to Philly, man. Shout out to Philly. Who's next? I want to get into some, um, a couple questions from what you do for a living because I think it's fascinating. Yes. You have one of the greatest jobs on the planet. You have a, <laughs> you are the profession that every person wishes that they had a friend. <laughs> they love that friend. Fam. That's a friend. You are a bartender. Bartenders. We keep our friends forever. No one has ever cut off a friend 
who is a bartender. Your exes still want to be friends with you. <laughs> what is yo? What is being a bartender like, man? I've always wanted that. Is it fun? Is it as fun as it looks? It can be. It can. It depends on who it is. Like you meet a lot of bartenders. Like I love people. You know, you've been out. You're like, why do you talk there? I like talking to people. Yeah, I don't mind. that's your thing for sure. Been my thing. So for me, it's kind of a perfect job. Like I like talking. I like being moving around. You have to do shit, but it's not always fun because you have to deal with a lot of a lot of shit. People think you're stupid sometimes. People try to get over on you. Telling someone that they've had too much to drink is never fun. They always cry, and you got to break it down to them. Does that happen often? You got to cut people off? Every week. Really? Every week. And, like, dudes, so some girls will cry. Not every girl, but some girls will cry. You feel so bad, and you're like, you're you're not showing me that you're less drunk now. Right. You're showing me that you're more. Dudes want to fight you, and they look at you like, what What do you mean I can't drink? And it's like, why would I not want to give you alcohol? Like, this has, you're too drunk. I would want, my job is to get money for you buying alcohol, but you're too drunk and people just can't get past that. So those are the hard things. The fun things, girls are fun. Oh yeah, I'm sure you're popular. The, the lifestyle is fun. But the thing is too, on the counter note is those same girls know where you work. Uh, so if you didn't, you want to get away that. from one, they're going to show up at your job. Right. They're going to show up at your job years later. Again. How, how do y'all really feel when people ask y'all to make the drink stronger? I, I don't even pay attention to them. Ever. So, I would say you're more likely to get your drink weak. I'm not that dude. I'm going to make my drink the same. Unless it's like my best friend, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the drink the same. But a lot of bartenders, when you say make that strong or strong island, they, they don't make that shit weak. <laughs> you're not getting what you're you getting think you're getting. Up. When the you only- say no ice, that doesn't make your drink stronger. Okay. That just means you're getting more coke. <laughs> like, you got nothing there. So basically, the only way you ever are have a chance of getting a stronger drink is if you tip really heavily out the gate. T- tip, does that work? That does at some bars. It depends. Some bars they really can't because you know they uh, they're watching you like a hulk. They're watching you. They're evaluating the amount of uh, liquor that's left at the end of the night. They weigh it. Some oh, they, bars oh, do, they that. do. Some bars do so that. Some places they legit can't do it. So uh, the place I work at is a little different. Um, we can. But, like, to an extent. Like, right. you can't give away. The bar has to make money or you don't have a job. So there's that. But, yeah, if, tipping will definitely help. Just being a nice guy or nice human being, nice girl, guy, it doesn't matter. But, like, goes a long way in anything. You know this. Like, yeah, In for sure. anything. You're nice to anybody, anywhere. You're, you're going to get better service at worst. Are you typically tipped well? Yes. At my bar, yes. Okay. But, um, yeah, definitely. And you're not just an everyday bartender. You're an award-winning bartender. We have to be clear here. You have won awards. You're that guy. That guy. You're him. Him. I need I need people to understand that. You've been doing this for years and like are you are, do you do tricks? Lion Force. The bartender. The bartender. Do you do you do you I blow do fire tricks. at your do at your, you don't blow fire at I'm, your customers? I'm not a mixologist. I would just say I really like doing what I do. I like talking to people um I would say at my bar is a lot different. We've won Best Neighborhood Bar a lot of times. We've won Best Bar, too. And the difference is... Shout like, your bar out. The Blackguard. Yes, sir. In D.C. and D.C. come to the Blackguard. I only wanted you to do that because I never knew how to pronounce it. <laughs> the All Black- these years. The <laughs> no bl- I've been knows. calling it the Blackguard forever. People call it the Blackguard. Yeah. <laughs> I like, never nah, knew how to pronounce it. It's the Blackguard. Okay. Blag. Just call it Blag. That's fine. Yeah, that works. I'm with that. But um, it's just a fun bar to be at, and I like being there. It, before I worked there, it was my favorite bar. So when I go there, I'm going to hang out with my friends and get paid to do it. That's pretty much my life. All right, and I love that. 
Like, I hang out, I go to their weddings. I went to a wedding in Italy. I went to multiple weddings. Um, I've been to their family's house. They bring their parents. They bring, when they get kids, they bring their kids over. Like That's what's up. It's a crazy environment. It's so different from the bar you visited me at, the right. bar I used to work at. It was more just, let's get this money and say, fuck it. So do you have any really big or at least significant do's and don'ts when it comes to dealing with bartenders for our uh, listeners who enjoy a drink at the bar? Make eye contact. Don't oh. don't clap. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. don't. Don't clap. Yeah. Don't call them a barkeep. No, shut the fuck up. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't snap your fingers. Um, it's funny you have to say this to people. But yeah, wow. and it's crazy. But they yeah. do it, and you try. Like the the thing for me is, I try not to let it get to me because when you do that, when it gets to you, you get mad. It affects your interaction with the next customer as well. Um, just being nice, as I said, goes a long way. If we say you had too much to drink, it's because you had too much to drink. No bartender's just casually saying that. Mm-hmm. Like it's they're trying to look out for you. Some bartenders don't even do that. Because they're scared. Because they're scared to cut people off. But it's one of the most important things of your job is telling someone they had too much. Is it true that bartenders actually respect and appreciate when you ask for water? Yeah. Okay. Because I've heard that. Yeah. Because you're trying to balance yourself. When you think you're drinking nine straight drinks and no water, like, you're not only getting yourself drunk, you're dehydrating yourself. See, I always feel like when I ask a bartender for water, I'm, like, wasting their time. Like, they're mad at me now. Like, this guy wants a water. You know what I'm saying? Not me, at least. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't. For myself, no. I appreciate when people... I tell people to drink water. Do you judge men or women who, who order particular drinks? <laughs> I used to. You I did? Don't <laughs> I used to, I didn't judge it. I used to just make fun of it. Different. Like, uh, when somebody would order... A man would order... You remember Smirnoff Ice? Yeah. <laughs> I would let them, like, walk away. And I'd be like, hey, hey, sir, 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 come here. Come here real quick. Let me get. Let me put some cranberry in that so it's not too strong. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like that shit. I it bet. was funny. Yeah. But now, no, I don't care. Okay. Get what you want. I want you to enjoy your drink because you'll get another one. Now, I've learned in dealing with having you as a friend who is a bartender that there is a difference between a bartender and a mixologist. Yes. Because I always think when you're going to come drink with me that I'm about to get some shit until you be like, hey, man, just put some coke in and get out of my face. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's not special. <laughs> that's something I could have done on my own. Yeah, there's definitely a big difference. Um, mixologist cares more about... The, I mean, there's both, though. Like, there's bartenders who can do both. Mm-hmm. And some mixologists legit just care about the drink. Some are great with people, too. But, like, my thing is more people... I like. I enjoy making cocktails and coming up with stuff. But my preference is just getting to know people, making them feel at home. How did you deal with the point in your career where... You, I'm sure you don't go through this today, but where you still wasn't exactly sure how to make every drink and somebody hit you with a drink and you ain't know what the fuck they was talking about. You got to act like you know and then turn around and Google. I don't know what they did before that. <laughs> you don't know. But people... And then you look it up and the drink doesn't exist and you're like, uh, the Morrison Firebomb doesn't exist. And they're like, oh, yeah, it, it's my friend's drink. He made it up. Ah, uh, okay. Like, how how did you expect me to just to know how to do that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now, nowadays, like, as you get older and bartender, you just be like, nah. <laughs> no, not making <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> nah, well, give me something else, man. Next, next question. There's <laughs> a whole beer list oh, right there. Oh, man. How's, how's your dating life? Dating life's a little extreme sometimes. It's, it's not easy to date. I've heard it's rough out here. It's rough. It's rough. You get it, too. Your hours are different. Yeah, of course. For a different reason, our hours are different. Your days, like, that Saturday, you're not going to be able to hang out. Right. You're at the bar. You're working. 
And if you're, I mean, I, th- I guess it goes both ways for sure. But my perspective is as a male bartender, girls, they think every girl wants to hook up with you. Some girls that you're dating might think that. And even if you're not doing anything, they think you're flirting. But your job is to be nice to people. That's part of your job. Right. And it's just hard to do. It's hard sometimes. I would say dating is rough. What happened with the last girl you was dating? The mo- most recent one? Yeah. I didn't tell you. Well, you, I think you did, but I also think that it's um, great radio material. Great radio. She didn't like my... I just got a puppy. Shout out to Dizzy. Shout out to Dizzy. Dizzy. I love my dog. I'm, a, I'm a, the dude whose Instagram is all his dog now. I'm that guy, and it's a puppy. She came over. She didn't play with the dog. I didn't like that at all. I came back from the... I went to the bathroom real quick and left her alone with the dog. I thought they would get to know each other, and I had to poop. But... Uh, <laughs> But I came back out, and she was like, your dog is a little bit overwhelming. Oh, and I'm wow. Like, this is a puppy. Yeah. What do you mean? This is Disney. Like- See, and there are a lot of dog owners who listen to the podcast, and I'm curious. I'm going to have to post this as a question as to what they would do in this situation. Like, if this is you, are you done with this person? If a person does not acknowledge your dog, say hello, and feels like they're overwhelming, and this is the first time you've ever seen them interact with your dog, are you done with them? You know my answer. You were done with her. I was done. There was nothing to talk about. Like, we weren't dating, and I didn't know if we, maybe we could. I wasn't sure. But that moment, I knew. It was We over. weren't dating. Nothing to talk about. <laughs> I mean, it's no different than if she were to walk in and, and do that to your daughter, your son yeah. or your daughter. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 you're not even going to say hello, and you're going to pretend as if they're overwhelming you? Yeah. But see, there are people who don't necessarily understand the love for a dog. And we've spoke about this before, yeah. because there was a time in my life, in being honest, where... Back in the day when you lost one of your dogs, I hadn't had a dog yet. Didn't get it. I didn't understand why it was so hurtful for you to the point where you didn't want to drink. And I was looking at you I like, didn't drink fam. at that time. Yeah, and I and at that time, that. yes. And you was like, yo, I'm not drinking today. And I was like, what? Over a dog? And I genuinely did not get it. And I come from that. I remember the moments of people saying my dog passed away. I'm going to need a couple of days off of work. And I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> like that? Are you serious? Like that's made up. That's right. not a real thing. <laughs> and it it took for years to happen, and me for me to evolve and get a family dog. Shout out to Caesar, boy, yeah. boy, Rest do I miss peace. you. Rest in peace to Caesar. That was so hard for me, bro, to see Caesar have to go through his last moments and take his last breath. That haunts me to this day. It hurts so much. And when people try to compare it, does it? Is it like losing a family member? Sometimes it's worse. You can't talk to him. If I'm being honest, you know what I'm saying? When you really have that kind of connection with a dog, and you lose your... I don't want another dog. Like, yeah. that's how broken I am. I'm cool. I don't want another dog. My mom I don't want to go through, through that, that again. Right now. Yep. Bam. So, I owe you an apology for that. <laughs> like You didn't handle it bad. I had you, no... But I just I didn't understand. You, at, you told me straight up, you were like, I don't understand... Well, I'm going to let you do you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go over here and get drunk, man. I'm going to go get drunk in the yeah. other room. You're going to hear me partying. But you do you. Yeah, it's tough. Like, you you know, the dog, it, it, I think the hardest thing when losing a dog is just knowing that they don't know what's going on, but they know. You yeah. can tell off their vibe. They yeah. know. They know and something. you yeah. can't tell them, like, you were perfect. I think that's what the thing. You, you can't tell them how you feel. Every you dog, don't know if they get it. Every dog that that dies as a family dog, you realize anything the dog did ever peed in the house, pooped in, it was perfect. It was. It did every. It was happy to see you every day. every single time. Every day. every single time. You know what I'm saying? 
And it's hard, man. And the family never quite feels the same. No. They leave their presence. Forever. Forever. It, it just, it's always something missing. Mm-hmm. So if you are a person who doesn't understand the love that someone can have or has for a dog, it's just not for you to understand because you cannot explain it. Yeah. You've either experienced it and you know or you don't. So exactly. it's losing a family member. Rest in peace to Caesar. Rest in peace, Taz, Gizmo. There both. you go.